It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Hello, everybody. We have made it to, uh, well, episode number 175, which is it's a nice, like, round sure. anniversary type of number. I yeah. like that. Uh, but more importantly, we have made it back to the wonderful Parks Casino. Uh, a, a small complaint as we start out here. Normally, there's red velvet rope completely around us. Yeah. It's just to one side of us. So true. clearly, we're not as important as we once thought we were, but we still love being I'm here. I'm okay with that. You know? I felt yeah. a little weird with it, the velvet you know, rope. I, anyway. I, yeah. Yeah, same. We're not it, that important. It was like we were a petting zoo yeah, or something. Yeah, we are not that important. <laughs> or a wax museum or something just like that. Just give us a table yeah. and this beautiful sports book next to us. And yes, please and thank you. And guys, every Wednesday night, I mean, like, we're here indefinitely until we're not. Uh, the coffee's delicious. Just realized that after being here after several weeks. I think the coffee's wonderful. The bar, Only the sports book. Only because we had book. never tried it before tonight. Yeah, I've never, I've the, never yes, tried it. Yes, yeah, yes, what did, exactly. did I make it sound like it was yeah, shitty? It and then like, like, you didn't like it as much Oh, before, no, no, no. This is my first time having yeah, it. Yeah, there you and go. And it's delicious. Yeah, so I'm, it's, it's just another reason why you need to come by here. And, you know, you can be part of the conversation uh, we can make a couple of bets. I'm going to force James to make a couple of bets tonight Sweet. before we leave, but we've got a lot to get into, obviously, with Jason Peters, with Howie Roseman's press conference, and I don't know if you heard it on uh, Angelo this morning as we're recording this on Wednesday at his press conference uh, the uh, day before that, obviously. Doug said some interesting things, and some things I'm, he's clearly lying about, uh, but I respect him uh, regardless. But if you can't make it down to Parks Casino for any particular reason, James, you know what you can do? I believe you can get the app, my friend. You can. You can download the Parks Casino uh, Sportsbook app right now. The the comfort of your home. Yes. It's it's a... Listen, betting at home is great. It's awesome. Uh, betting in the sports book is great. So we just want you to have as much great opportunities yeah. uh, to uh, hang out with the, the Parks Casino here. So you just go and download it. And because you are awesome and you listen Thank to this you. podcast, well, oh, not you, you in particular. Uh, yeah. Fine. Yeah. Fine, Although you it. are awesome, but not, eh, not for, uh, now you know. It seems like you're pandering to me now. Uh, yeah, well, it's true. Uh, just go to, <laughs> to, to parkscasino.com slash PA. Use this promo code BIRDS. You get the first free risk bet 
A first, no, 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 that's not right. And get a risk-free bet up to $500. Now I understand English. You do too. Your risk-free bet is refunded as a free bet in the account credit, which means you put up to 500 bucks. They're going to give you another 500 bucks to go bet for yourself. You don't get to cash out with $1,000. That wouldn't be, that doesn't make sense to anybody. But uh, you get to keep the profits from anything that you go and bet on. It's a great opportunity just to willy-nilly throw out some parlays if you want to. Uh, and then, of course, you can go to the website for all of the different details uh, by using promo code BIRDS once again and get your free best, uh, bet, risk-free bet up to a uh, man. I got to tell Bree Cole that this copy is just back and forth here, man. It, yeah, is, well. it is a risk-free bet, not a bet risk-free. Sparky, you're a pro. Come on, man. <laughs> Get through it. Get through it. Got to be 21 if there is a problem. We do not have one, but if you do, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, and uh, we love the people here at Parks almost as much as, I believe, Jeffrey Laurie, Howie Roseman, and Doug Peterson all love Jason Peters. Yeah, is man. that true? They love Jason Peters. Now, I mean, best I friends. Can you explain to me your reaction when you're hearing you know, some of the things and explanations about... Jason Peters is and 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 then how that somehow relates to what was it? What was the thing I, I saw today? Oh, that uh, that it means that uh, Andre Dillard is more likely now a bustable because they want to keep Jason Peters around and they're scared that you know I don't know what the what everybody's theory on this is, but I I'm curious why if you think it's a good thing if Jason Peters is here or not this season. Well. I, as you know, uh, whenever we've talked about Jason Peters this off season since the season ended, my whole philosophy my whole belief has been until jason peters is not here i won't believe he's not going to be here <laughs> again jeffrey laurie best friends all that type of stuff i just have always thought that jason peters would be here now it really seems like he's going to be here yep. kind of take what how he said and, and let's be fair uh you know you have to take everything howie roseman says with a grain of salt he is very good at deflecting uh you know kind of throwing people off the senate throwing up smoke screens all that but it does seem like they're very interested in having beers back. I don't, if it is true, I don't think it's a great sign of how they feel about Andre Dillard. I'm not going to say that I, I think they wholeheartedly believe in the guy if they yeah. want to bring Peters back. It is interesting considering, you know, when you kind of, and we'll dive into it more, I'm sure, but with what Howie said, you know, kind of alluding to retooling. I know a lot of people have said rebuilding, whatever <laughs> it is, like getting younger, looking at a longer window of time, not necessarily trying to go all in this yeah. year, all that type of stuff. The Peters thing does kind of maybe contradict that in a way, but then he always counters it by saying protecting Carson Wentz. That's right. the number one thing, protecting Carson Wentz. So it does seem like they want Jason Peters back. That is the vibe that I'm getting. And again, as someone who thought he was going to be back to begin with, that doesn't surprise me. Um, but again, I, look, I, it. I'm not going to say I don't believe in Andre Diller because I liked what I saw from him. I still believe in the talent and the yep. reason he was they trade up for him and all that. But it's worrisome if they do decide to bring Jason Peters back and make him the left tackle that it's concerning to me because Andre Dillard is now in the second year of his rookie contract. You would hope that they would want to hand that job off to him, and maybe they will. Maybe yep. this is some sort of smokescreen. Maybe it's we're just misinterpreting what how he's saying. There's a lot of different options that this could be but if it is what a lot of people are reading it as as they want jason peters back he's going to be back he'll be the left tackle then yeah it's a little concerning yeah. I, I wouldn't say i'm not concerned at least if nothing else whether 
it means Andre Dillard can or can't play. It certainly means that they're not super confident in him playing right now, which which worries me a little bit. Okay, yeah, that's where I completely disagree on all, all oh, of this buddy, stuff here. Great. Uh, can I take you to church now? I've been wanting to do this for like forty eight hours. Sure. You, yeah, I you keep like. doing the church thing. I'm I'm Jewish. So. I know. Well, it is Ash Wednesday too. So, so he- hello to our no our, idea it was Ash Wednesday to to yeah. the folks that are sure. in, in the middle I, I of Lent. I believe I won't spontaneously combust if I walk into yeah. church. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I don't think I'm so good. either. I, okay. I I agree. I do like the concept of going to church at the park's <laughs> sports. This is my church This right is my here. church. Yeah, yeah th- that's exactly. what I'm saying. It's not like yes. to, to downplay the word of God to relax. I'm just saying this is right. my sanctuary in which I feel comfortable telling yes. you these things. And you need to hear these it's things. It's a metaphor. You need guys. to hear it's it because metaphor. James said it perfectly. Uh, now, there is a chance that Howie Roseman and what he says or Doug, we could misinterpret, which clearly never happens ever in this town. <laughs> and I'm guilty of it, too. I'm not throwing stones. I do not pass judgment in church. We're here to learn. I'm here to learn. I don't know everything. You don't know everything. So here's my theory. Well, okay? speak for yourself, John. Yeah. Is there, I'm going to take you through a list of questions here, James. Okay. You tell me if it's true or not. Is there any possible way that Howie Roseman can control what Jason Peters does in that building? Uh, what do you mean exactly? Like, Can Howie Roseman go to Jeffrey Lurie and say, I know how you feel about Jason Peters, but we got to move on, man. I'm so sorry. I've got Andre Dillard. We drafted him. We did all this other stuff. Do you think Howie Roseman could convince Jeffrey Lurie to go, I'm sorry. I know Jason Peters is saying he wants to play. It's time to move on. I do think Howie could could do that, but look, I the mean. The possibility of it being a little less. Ultimately, if me. you're asking if I think that, that – Big time decisions about big time players who've been here for a long time that that Jeffrey Lurie wants to sign off on those. Then yeah. yes, I think Jeffrey Lurie probably wants to sign off on those. But I also think that that Jeffrey probably trusts Howie's judgment as much or more than anyone else in yep. the world. You I know, do too. It, it's like his child almost. It yeah. feels like you know his son. Like yep. so, to I do think him. that if Howie. If Howie truly believed it and made a passionate case, yeah, I think maybe he could give him some of it. But I, I, I think that, I, in my mind, they're more aligned than that. I don't think it is possible at all for Howie Roseman to convince Jeffrey Lurie. So you're, you think that Howie Roseman doesn't want Jason Peters back, but that Jeffrey Lurie I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying if he indeed wanted to, I don't think he would have the full autonomy to go, I'm sorry, we got to move on from Jason. I know you love him. And I know you want, you know, he's the guy or whatever. All right, so we're a little separated on that, but I, I don't think Howie Roseman has any power at all to move on from Jason wow. Peters. You know who has the power to move on from Jason Peters? Jason Peters, okay? Jason Peters determines what he does and doesn't do. He has survived three regime changes. We go through this, we've been going through this since 2014, okay? Until Jason Peters says, I'm done, that's it. The moment he said, I've got playing time, and year by year now, when you talk to Jason Peters, he tells you the same things. These people think I'm done, and I use it as motivation to keep on going and going. So if you, there's a note for me to you, if you really do want Jason Peters to move on, shower him with praise. I can't believe you're doing this at 38, 39. I want you to keep doing it until you're 40, man. We love you. This is awesome. Da, da, da. You got to start doing that because these guys get motivated by the stuff that we say negatively. We've realized that now for a bunch of different years. So there's that in place here, too. Now, this is the bigger point. This is what really drives me nuts in terms of, like, you said it. I got to be a little concerned about Andre Dillard now. Andre Dillard is a bus. Some people were tweeting at me when this all came about. And I said, like, dude, Jason Peters is coming back. Can I take you back to training camp? Mm-hmm. Do you remember what happened to training camp with Andre Dillard this season? Did he get into a fight? He did. Okay. Now, 
this is for context, so I'm going to take you somewhere, but I'm going to bring you right back. Okay. Do you think people in general and men in general and men that like sports in general, not everybody because I'm a crier, you're a crier, and we're not real men. That's fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> but do you think... Casting some aspersions. I am. You? I am. I'm making some generalizations here. But uh, do you think that men react weird to other men crying in sports? Unless it's celib- celebratory or whatever. But if someone is going through emotions in professional I mean, sports... I, think some do, some, I mean, look, Jason Kelsey has, has cried before. Jason yeah. Kelsey has... has in celebration. Emotion. Yeah, in celebration. Yeah. I, I and, agree. and reflecting. But uh, Joel Embiid losing... Now he's a little more soft uh, than he was I mean, the year I before. Didn't. It doesn't bother me. No, but in general, I think that's, I, 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 and especially when you put crying in professional sports in that kind of environment where there's, you know, I, I'm sure it's not like, why, why is this happening? But that's not really, you know, the the overall. Uh, I, you know, I, I can't speak for every NFL player in that locker room. I'm I'm just making again assumptions here. So. If you have a guy like Jason Peters, who's been doing this for how long and has controlled that locker room for how long and everyone either respects or fears him in that place, don't you think if he were to move on and the impression that we have right now of Andre Dillard in that locker room is just like he's a soft kid, which I've heard a couple of times, mind you, and that's not just from anybody on the inside, but you know, you're, you're starting to hear that get circulated through Twitter and through a bunch of other different spots. So... Who's going to respect Andre Dillard as this soft kid who has forced out Jason Peters in this locker room? How is that going to affect your offensive line? How is that going to affect guys that have been working with Jason Peters for a very long time as a mentor to pretty much everybody in that building and how to handle it? Down to guys like kickers. Ooh, he grabs Jake Kelly and says, hey, man, we need you. Don't miss another one. And then kicks a 61-yard, 62-yard field goal on a run to the Super Bowl. Like, we do not understand the concept of how powerful Jason Peters is. So until he is done, you're not going to get any type of uh, satisfaction from, from, you know, having, okay, we know Andre Dillard's the guy, and I don't understand why he can't play now. Like, just because a Hall of Fame tackle, that is a tough spot for him to be in to replace a guy that is not only the, the forget the talent on the field, but has the ability to galvanize an entire locker room. Try and replace that guy, and you tell me if you're going to feel emotionally ready for that spot or not be in a tough spot, you know, moving forward. Jason Peters controls everything right now about his career, and there is no way that he is going to – like, they can't trade him because he'll quit, and then you'll piss him off, and then you'll piss everybody else off. Anyway, that's that's my theory on this. Well, it's a fascinating theory. I think it's a very – and I think there are parts that that certainly ring true. First and foremost – do I believe that Jason Peters holds a lot of sway in that locker room? I do. Do I believe that he should be able to call his own shots? I don't. No, neither I do mean, I. I think but this is where we're at. Crazy. I think it's the part of the reality that we're in. Uh, and and I mean, is is it believable? Yeah, I could see that. But I also think that, I mean, if Harry Roseman is worth his salt, if Doug Peterson is worth his salt, then they would, you know, have control of that. But again, like I, I see, I'm more of the belief that I think that they want Jason Peters back. I think they believe Jason Peters is still the better option at left tackle. And I think that that is influencing the decision more than anything else. Look, that's always going to be true, isn't it? That is always going to be true. I want a player. And again, this has nothing to do with Andre Dillard crying or whatever. Like again, I, that doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me either. Like I, 
sorry, people have to replace legends. You got to be ready for that. Like you were drafted in the first round, you should not. I'm not saying he's the problem. You should be trying. No, but I'm saying saying that's a tough spot for him. It's a humongously tough spot to live up to the standards of just be Jason Peters when I actually think he could be. I think he has that type of ability. Well, I, you know, and, I don't, and again, once say you say he's good, a, a Hall of Famer is it? Is it? Oh, I know. It's. I, I'm just saying he, he had. I, I don't know if his career is going to go that way because there's 700. I mean, d- Jason Peters is a rare athlete for that position. He is. Someone he is. who has, you know, unbelievable athleticism at that position. So I don't think it's let me, fair let me to say it a different way. Set that I think he could be Lane Johnson left tackle. Is that fair? Fairer I mean, to say? I, I, again, like I think. You hope he could be something yeah, like that. He has the talent to do that. I, it doesn't mean that he's going. It's going to come to fruition because mentally, you know, the reps, the experience, all that kind of factors into it. So I don't know if he's going to ultimately end up there. I, I think from a pass blocking perspective, I, I think we've seen that type of talent. I still think he's got a long way to go as a run blocker from what we've so, seen. Oh, certainly, yeah. And I, and I think that that is something that does matter. Um, I think it's a really interesting theory. I, I don't know. Again, it's a unique situation. That's why I want to remind everybody. It is a unique everybody. situation. And again, back to my point that I have always thought Peters was going to be back because I think the Eagles want him back. Because I, I think for many reasons, whether it's Jeffrey Lurie, you know, best buddies, all that type of stuff, <laughs> what he means to that locker room, what those guys think of him, all that type of stuff. I mean, clearly I think they're big Jason Peters fans and they believe in Jason Peters. So I, I do think that's a factor for sure. Uh, but again, it, I, I don't like your point. You're trying to say that like we shouldn't. The fact that they would choose Jason Peters over Andre Dillard this year to be the left tackle starter doesn't say anything about Andre Dillard as a player. Is kind of what you're trying to say. I, I don't think it says as much as we're putting right. it on. I'm not saying to not be concerned right. about it because that's, that's. I think that's I think fair that's, too. I, look, I agree. I, I believe in Dillard. I think more than a lot of people out there seem to right now. But I, I do I don't think you can say it's not concerning at all. I, I think the fact no, that No, it is concerning. Yeah. yeah. And and it doesn't have to be the same concern. You could feel great about Andre Dillard, but I have the same concerns on like, listen, I know you admitted mistakes, but this is not how you build a team. You don't go and draft a replacement of Jason Peters and then hold on to Jason Peters for two years. Well that if, I agree if with. If you know that you can't I agree. move on from him, then you should have done something else for the time being paid Vitae and just done that until you're ready to approach that as yeah, a well, major I mean, need. You should have you should have stated in the pick and taken Marquise Brown. You should have yes. if that if that's the exactly. philosophy and I agree with that. And the same things with Dallas Goddard as we now presently see them. Like what are we doing? And that's gonna be another question I think that's, that's a answered. It's a little different because it you is. can play two tight ends you can, and do that effectively and that but can your be coach a core part of your that. offense. <laughs> Right, but I think you we'll see more of that. I think Goddard showed enough this past season that he's earned a, a significant role in part Definitely. of the offense. And so, they've admitted that too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's. I think it's a different situation than than a left tackle where you've only got one of them, especially because no one's leaving the right side. Lane's the guy yeah. for a long time, just got a contract extension. So, I, look, I agree with you that it is a, a unique situation and that there is a lot going on in that locker room with th- this guy. Yeah. That is influencing the decision. I do think that matters. I agree with you. I just don't, and I do. I do agree with your your basic belief that it doesn't mean that Andre Dillard can't be good. But I'm definitely more if if they decide to do this. And again, we might be wrong. Yeah. Like it might turn out that that Howie was, you know, for whatever reason, maybe he's trying to get teams uh, behind him to to jump in front of him to, to pick a tackler. Maybe he's trying, who knows what, what he's trying to do. 
But if they do bring Jason Peters back to be their starting left tackle, it it would make me less bullish on Andre Dillard's future than I was before. Yeah. There's no question. It yeah. would. And and, and uh, there's, there's no way that I'm going to try and convince you otherwise because we don't know the exact answer. So I think that's totally fair. Uh, here's what I will say, though. I think criers are better protectors. Would you agree with that? Uh, sure, I guess. I've, and, I mean, and they're not, maybe they're not as aggressive. That's why they play offensive line. That is why Andre Dillard, I think, is always going to emotionally have that mentality of, you can do whatever you want to me, but if you touch my quarterback, I'm going to fuck you up. Like that is That part of that is why I think people are, you know, can, can jump back from that sometimes where if he's doing that as a defensive lineman, as kill, 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 attack, attack, Look, attack, I don't, it's different. I don't, if you're, if, That's I more don't like think way him, out psychology. I, for, but if, yeah, I don't think him crying <laughs> means he's soft. If that's no, no, that's over, what I'm saying. Sure, I'm, trying, I'm trying to let you guys know that doesn't mean you're soft. It just means it's it's a different you're, emotional state. You're emotional, state. Yeah, yeah, and that's okay. It's okay yeah. to be emotional. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, made I mean, a, but that also doesn't mean, and again, not just because the guy, but it doesn't mean that he's not soft. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. I don't know we Andre don't know. Dillard. I'm just saying, I haven't been around that, that guy. Example. I, right. I, I think that's fair. Look, yeah. I mean, he also got into a fight, right? I mean, yeah, that's the like, opposite end of the spectrum, right? right? I right. think we've seen both sides of it. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with playing with emotion and, and you know, you try and not let the emotion get the best of you. Right. But... Again, I think it's all about context. It's all about situation. I don't. I don't think any of us know enough about Andre Dillard to, to say one way or the other whether he's quote unquote soft. And I don't again, even know what the fuck that means yeah, anymore. Again, by the way, like, is it, does that mean he, he can't block people? Does that mean <laughs> yeah, he's not yeah, like, like a, a, a ferocious player? I don't know. Like, I, like again, if it means that he can't control his emotions and they right. get the best of him and that causes him to make mistakes, then yeah, that's an issue, right? For sure. But it could also mean that, that if he can channel that emotion, that, that that could lead to him playing better as a result. Yep. I don't know. Yep. I think this is a context type of thing. I agree with you. It is silly to say, oh, he cried, he's soft. That's yeah. just asinine. That's ridiculous. Right, right. I, 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 uh, but again, to your point before, I think the more interesting part of it is what you were talking about before with, was how does, how does the locker review that? Because yes. it is something that in this culture, the NFL culture, football culture, isn't something that is accepted in the same way. Isn't He's something that is that seen. Shit. Yeah. yeah. And especially when you are, like you said, trying to replace a legend, trying to play someone who is as tough as it gets, as we've seen, you know, this guy has come back from two freaking Achilles tears. Like, yes. all stuff. Like, I, I'm, and someone who, look, I, I Jason Peters, when I worked for the team, was in that. Like, I, I've met Jason Peters. I know, I've seen him in the locker room and stuff. Like, he is a stoic dude. Yes. Like, he is. And I'm not going to fucking like, tell him no, by the way. It's scary to go up and talk to him because yep. he is so intimidating. Yep. So, it is a, a oppos potential opposite ends of the spectrum from that for, for Dillard to him. And I, I do think that that is something that, from a locker room perspective, could hurt Dillard. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think that's a really interesting angle to this. We don't know. We're not there. We don't really know how these guys feel about it. And you would think, look. I mean, they're, like again, going back to Jason Kelsey and, and forgetting that he cried after games. Like Jason Kelsey is someone who seems like a very thoughtful human being. Absolutely, someone who has a, a oh, real good listen, perspective listen, on life and stuff. So, from what we know with Brandon Brooks, like I'm not the same saying thing. that guys are yeah, yeah, totally. That guys and are like Lane be Johnson seems it, like a really good dude. Yeah, you know, and so I do think that that I think it's something that we don't have enough information, enough yeah. context for to really understand whether that's an issue or not. All we could do is take our cues from what the Eagles do, and if they do decide that Andre Dillard, and again, like that's what worries me is yeah. that if they're deciding to bring Peters back, then that then they're saying, hey, like, you know. 
but we don't it, feel comfortable with Andre Dillard, and I yeah. don't. That doesn't necessarily mean because he's soft, but, but we're definitely but, uncomfortable with whatever mean, moving it on. It could mean that they don't feel comfortable in him right. for a multitude of reasons. So and, I don't know. And here's the other thing I don't understand too, just about that part. And I, I need to have James make some bets for me uh, before you know, like seven o'clock here. So it's we're on a, we're on a tight deadline, and <laughs> and we'll get into that in a second. And there is something definitely we need to talk about with. Howie and building and even mentioned some things about priorities with offensive line just to reiterate that to kind of Angelo and things like that but you had mentioned something that I think is is very clear here we don't know exactly but I have a history of Jason Peters being able to move guys out of here if they don't like them and if you don't believe that Steven Wisniewski was moved out of here because Jason Peters is like dude I don't feel comfortable with them mm-hmm. in whatever I mean it's it's clear that they how is like you got it and I'll, I'll, we'll work on it. You know, there, there's this balance of, listen, Wisniewski's a cheap option, and, and granted, right. look, and look, that, look at him with Kansas yeah. City. And like, he provided somebody with depth in there. And guess what? If Jason Peters says he doesn't want to, I don't want him there, he's gone. I, and yeah. that made him. But that's very different from a, a first round pick that you traded it up clearly to get is. spend real assets it is. for. Yeah. It is. But I'm just, I'm just going on the fact that how many people kind of, I got the sense, I don't know if you did either. Over the last couple of years, in 16 and 17, Wisniewski was kind of a guy that was alone in his lo- by himself. And I don't know if that's necessarily true, but the offensive line didn't treat him like the other guys. I don't. I wasn't around the locker yeah, room. Yeah, I didn't to, see enough. To, of, uh, uh, but uh, and and again, I don't know if that's because of like what Jason said, and then it starts a thing. But I think he's got that power to influence an entire locker room. So that and his owner and everybody. It's it's just it's a very very unique situation. And more importantly, did Jason Peters play bad last year? No, I mean not. Did he not, stay relatively yeah, healthy? No, yeah, for sure. And what are we talking about? Yeah, no, you know, like, yeah, it, no, it's, it's a just really like, fair point. Yes, yeah. So, and just in the end, but I, I agree in terms of like you can't draft a really highly talented guy, not let him get his feet wet, waste two years of developing him, and then and a like, rookie contract, yeah, and too. a rookie contract yeah. on top of that because you're going to need more of those than than that. But I know we all kind of feel differently about it. It's. Because Howie Roseman told Angelo, the most important thing is still protecting is protecting Carson yeah, Wentz. I thought that definitely stood out. Uh, and I think making that was a sure very, to reiterate it was a very, eight injuries on the offensive line. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was a very purposeful comment. I definitely was one of the things in that interview, the great interview with Angelo. And, uh, it always is. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Angelo is the best He's the best interview in the city. Like, but it's not even close. Yeah. Like, it, He's Eat a, your heart out, Jeff McLean. He's just a master. I mean, he is. <laughs> Angelo is a master when it comes to that. He, yeah. it's it's so impressive to watch how he does it, and and um, so yeah. But I, I thought that was a really, it was one of the biggest things that stood out to me from that interview was that comment from Howie. Yeah, and you and and it's and that is getting older too. So you know their their focus might be a little more heavily on that. Uh, and oh boy, oh boy, do I have something to tell you about wide receivers and uh, and another thing? Just because you know Elliot's down at the combine and he's so busy that we can't even really talk to him right now. Thanks, thanks, E. Appreciate it. I know we're not as cool as you now uh, because you get him. to go. To, I, miss him. I, I miss him too. I like the the the, the three man weave thing that we got going on here. Now it feels weird. I'm just I'm I'm really lashing out is what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm lashing out. Uh, we love you, buddy. I hope you found some. I don't know if Indianapolis offers vegetarian anything in that town. Yeah, probably not. It's not a vegetarian <laughs> part of the world, we man. T- we talked yes. about that a little bit, so I hope yes. he's. I hope he's found the whiskey it's bottle. Like a steak place on yeah. every corner. Yeah, so. I believe fully that Elliot always convinces himself I'm not going to go out and do the right things, and he always goes out and does the wrong things, quote unquote. But you know, so I think he's just 
having a good time as he should. And uh, he did not lie at all. I'm really when we talk to him again, either Friday, Friday or Saturday, depending on uh, when we want to record next. Because unfortunately, we're not going to be on the air again this weekend. But Phillies are on, so I'm, that makes James happy, and I'm, that makes me happy. Uh, but he promised everybody that he was going to make sure. Every single prospect that he talks to is going to ask if he's met with the Eagles. I mean, we set the over smart. under. At I don't know what else you would ask. That would be the number one thing I would want to know yeah. from every prospect. That yeah. would be my number one question. So I think it's smart. So there is uh, there is some people that the Eagles have met with. I, I definitely want to talk to you guys about as well. But James, I need your help. And again, I'm going to do it right here in the uh, the illustrious, beautiful sports book that they have here because the touch screens are outstanding yeah. and we've been to a lot of different places that yeah. claim they have great sports books but man this is fast and easy and oh, if you like the, the old one. slips nothing's even close it, it's phenomenal it's beautiful but if you're not for any reason again you can go download the app parkscasino.com parkscasino slash pa uh, and use the promo code birds you get a matched bet up to $500. So if you put 500 bucks, they're going to match it with another 500 to give you an opportunity to go make some extra money and, you know, maybe take some take some risks with that free money because that's, you know, you just keep the profits on that bad boy. Get yourself some parlays. Get yourself some futures that you're like, you know what? I do think that Joel Embiid still can make MVP and slap some. Well, that some, can't yeah, happen. I, 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 but, I know. But, but, but I'll give you a future bet. Okay. Bryce Harper for MVP. I don't hate those odds. What was it again? I missed Bryce it. Harper for MVP. Ooh. I don't hate those odds. What are they going at right now? Uh, last I saw, it was like, it depends, different places. Right. You should check the, the parks app, but around plus 1,200, plus Ooh, 1,400, baby. somewhere in that range. See? I think Bryce Harper's going to have a big year this year. Now, now, wouldn't it feel great to put 500 free bucks on that bet and just yeah. keep all the profits from yeah. it? Maybe, I'm uh, just saying. Maybe a little <laughs> flyers to win the cup yes. odds. Yes. Hello. Four in a row. There's a lot happening. There's a lot happening in the NFL, too. And all of it, you can bet on it at the Parks Casino uh, Sportsbook app. Is uh, Again, just use the code BIRDS. You get a risk-free bet up to 500 bucks refunded right into your account. Uh, you must be 21. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So here's what I'm thinking, James. I'm thinking of putting some shekels on the Cleveland Cavaliers because I'm going, you know, with the ebb and flow here of the Philadelphia 76ers. They are on the road. They don't do well on the road. Joel B just had a career game. True. Uh, the Cavs are plus seven and a half. I kind of like it. Still think the Sixers are. This is one of those dumb Cavs games. Cavs are where a bad basketball team. They're a team, terrible basketball clarify. team. But they're that's horrible. You know, what the Sixers have done. But it's the road, and I think they can cover. I still think the Sixers win in a really dumb, stupid fourth quarter sure, game. I could see it. But I'm thinking about taking the Cavs tonight. I would have thought it would have been more points. That definitely feels like a Cavs line yep. right there. That's like, why I was like, if it if was 11. If you asked me, I would have said, said 11 or like 10, 11 at least. Yeah. That would have been my guess. Uh, even with how the Sixers are on the road, I mean, the Cavs are just yeah. one of the worst teams in the NBA on a night-to-night basis. So uh, that definitely feels like a Cavs line. Yes. I, I, I would be scared to bet on the Cavs. That seems like <laughs> tough. Yeah. It seems like something where, you know, you're down – they're down 30 in the third quarter, and you're like, what was I thinking? <laughs> like, what was, But that is a Cavs line. That, yes. is, that is lower than I thought it'd be. So that, yes. if you're a follow-the-line kind of guy. I'm a follow-the-line type that, of guy. That's, that's, that seems like a, a very strong Cavs okay, line. Okay, so I what think. we're going to do, because Elliot isn't here, it's usually the Parks Parks bet of the week. We're making yeah. the Seltzer Seltzy Seltz bet of yeah, the week. Parks Parks bet is so much better. It's so much better, but it, in honor of Elliot not being here. It's great things we've ever come yeah, up with. It's, it's, I think so. That's some strong wordplay <laughs> right there. Uh, I'm going to bet on the cows, and then you can yell at me when I'm wrong. Right. 
uh, when you hear this in the morning because yes. you know. Uh, so uh, this is what I want to get to with wide receivers. There's a, uh, absolutely a lot of different names that have been linked, which I'm kind of excited about that they're going in the, in the direction that they are because we're so concerned about speed, speed, speed. But there's a lot of great pass catchers in this draft that aren't necessarily you know, flashy in, in a sense. And there's a couple of kids from Tennessee. And shout out to Justin, by the oh, way, which we're going to get to at the end of the hero. podcast. Boy, oh boy, is there a package waiting for me when I when we get done with this pod? Uh, but they are looking at a lot of guys that are, you know, get open in the middle of the field. There's one kid that uh, who is a Juwan uh, Johnson from Tennessee who looks like Alshon Jeffrey as if he was a tight end and he was a little thicker and he ran a little slower. But when he gets in the open field, slower Alshon, you're really selling. Yeah, me I know. Here, but it, but it motors in the it, when he when he's in the open field and for some dumb reason when I watch his tape, he's fucking open all the time. And you just go, how is this slow? thick guy that breaks tackles open all the time in the middle of the field because it's like he is the perfect wide receiver slash tight end hybrid that I think you know they use Josh Perkins with so I, I like that they're at least you know Just it is not all based on speed I know your speed 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 no, I, I I am yes I want speed GT but regardless Give me all the SEC players. <laughs> yeah, like, well, yes, just, yes, yes. Honestly, yes. if they had a draft that class true. that was only SEC players, I'm I would totally be fine. totally cool with yep. that. I yep. just. It's not the greatest method, but we know it has the most amount of hits. Yeah, and in again, it. like, just, uh, you know, I, and I'm not someone who watches every college football game, yeah. obviously. You certainly watch more than I do, but man, when I watch the SEC, it just feels like a different brand of yeah. football than the other conferences. It really does. So, I, yeah. I, you know, I don't think you can go wrong by targeting some of these SEC guys. No, I, I, yeah, neither, neither do I. Uh, so that's, that I thought at least was nice to hear uh, because I think we get obsessed with the speed part of it, and I'm just going to come out and say it. It does matter. I'm gonna triple, it does matter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to triple Don't down on, on all this. Speed. Okay, I'm going to triple we down on all speed, this. Barton. Jalen Rager will be a failure if he comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, and I'm going to tell you why. So our good friend Kyle Bailey, who is a, a part of the Intercom you know, network, and I always tune in because he talks to Steve Smith every single week. And I like what Steve Smith says about wide receivers, especially in this draft class. And uh, I, I you know, follow along WFNZ down there in Charlotte. Um, so Steve Smith comes on, and he says a lot of phenomenal things about you know, this class. And then he stops like dead in his tracks and goes, but it all doesn't matter with a lot of these kids and he goes I see some out there he didn't mention them by name but Jalen Rager is one in my mind because draft Twitter loves him and draft Twitter is right, right about this guy he is he looks every bit of you could make him the next Tyreek Hill weapon he's got speed he's got you know the catch point uh, for a speed guy is amazing he's got phenomenal ball tracking skills pairs himself to a lot of great playmakers and he will work in a place where they have what James where will he work where they have a great wide receiver coach. Ah. Okay. And this. Well, and how and, do you know that? Uh, is it uh, <laughs> Andrew Brainer? Is that the one? And and this and is now Aaron Morehead. How do you know Aaron Morehead's not an amazing wide Come receiver on. coach, Barter? And, and we don't. And we don't. But again, yeah. Since you, we're talking the, about the past track history, record is eight not, years of not having yeah, a good one. Tr- track record's not. Well, Mike Rowe was a good one, but yeah, he yeah, was. He yeah. was a phenomenal one. I take that back. They should have kept him in there. Uh, but. Here's, here's now what Steve Smith comes out and says. And he goes, you know, I see what the same people on, on draft Twitter see here at the Combine. I, I get it. But if you don't have a good wide receiver coach, none of this shit is going to matter. And I thought, 
boom. I was like, that is more, and I'm not saying that it can't be players' fault, you know, along the line here, but I look at every running back that's come in and out of here since Deuce has been in charge, and I haven't seen an issue, you know, and it, to a point where we're going, man, Josh Adams needs more carries, doesn't he? Yeah, no. To a point where we're going, I don't want to see Miles Sanders. I'd like just to see Jordan Howard a little more, and then that flips well, again when Miles Sanders. And Scott, I mean, the know, list goes just, on and Just on. keep touching them. Sure. There hasn't been an issue, an, a glaring issue. They've gotten the most out of those sure. running backs. No we question. understand, right? Ah, yeah. There is no question that Jeff Stoutland has gotten the most out of every single offensive lineman that's out there. We can establish well, that, other right? other than Chance Warmack, who well, it appears was beyond saving. Yes, and, and maybe his his brother has an opportunity, so maybe he can go. You he can go. be UDFA. I, I get well. That's my prediction too. Chance Warmack is definitely going to be an Eagle, or uh, his brother's going to be an Eagle. I think it's Marcus, but he an Alabama guy, depth guy. He's definitely sure. going to be an Eagle. UDFA, just b- bookmark it right now. But you you see all these different things, and then you look at like man, JJ looks really good coming in, and how come he doesn't? How come he doesn't look as good coming back here? How come the only wide receiver that has really come about in development is Greg Ward? And he doesn't even credit anybody from the Eagles coaching staff. He credits the, the a, now defunct AAF coaching staff that really rose his game up during that last offseason. So you're just going, okay, the, the, it's the perfect storm of what the Eagles don't have. So I, I understand that, and it is true that everybody, that we, we need to be focusing on wide receivers and they need to, t- but, but you need to start focusing on wide receivers that have less and less issues. Like your Henry Ruggses, like your Jerry Judys, mm-hmm. like all those guys at the top of the class. So I'm now convinced, along with that, and and Henry Ruggs saying this week, just the the best route in football yeah. is the one that, where I can score the quickest, where I get the ball in my hands get the, the fastest, ball in his hands quickest. Yeah, which I go, I want that guy. Yeah, that, him. I'm, I'm right all there. In that guy. So all in. And again, speed, speed, speed. Think about this in terms of like, yes. He ran oh, like a four two five at his pro day, yeah, and then he said, yeah. "I got, I got off to a slow start yep. or something." Like, that. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's the guy you want. In on that guy, who probably eventually will be a problem once he becomes really, really yeah. good, and just like every wide receiver does. But they have to do that. I, I'm, I am out of the. Oh, I really like you know. Ooh. And listen, KG uh, or KJ Hamler from Penn State, Penn State sure. uh, was one of Steve Smith's favorites. Fast and I, 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 I don't, also. I don't take that lightly. I also don't take lightly that him and Miles Sanders have a thing going. I think that's important when I you're think, trying I to. I think he's good, KJ Hamler. Every, every Penn State game I watch, I yeah. get flashed. You know, I hate Penn State, right? Yeah. With a passion. Yeah. That kid can fucking play. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> I like him. Okay, yeah, so I'm with you. Uh, and and there's that there too. And I and I think he's pretty underrated at this stage. Uh, in the draft process with everybody kind of, you know, mentioning all these big-time names. But they need to go big or go home. They are rebuilding. I don't know how do we define ooh, that. Ooh, let, they I, are rebuilding I this re- team. Re- I, I, don't, I don't think they're rebuilding in they the same sense. They absolutely are. Re- it's more retooling than rebuilding. But I, I here's the thing. I agree with you that I don't think they're going all in for 2020 the way they have the last couple years. I think that they was pretty much admitted that one too. of the biggest takeaways from the Howie press conferences and the interview with Angelo was that, they're stepping back and saying, "All right, we need to we need to grow over the next few years. We need to get in guys who can grow." And I think at wide receiver, we talked about this a ton. Like I've been advocating whether it's trade up for the guy you need, draft a guy in the first round. Like I'm all in on taking a wide receiver first. I've said that from the jump. I believe you need someone who Carson Wentz can grow with. You need someone who's going to be here for years that him and Carson can develop a rapport, can grow together, can be his go-to guy down the road. I think it's. It's imperative. I think it is so crucial. I'm 100% with you on that. So, yeah, I, I agree. 
I, yeah, and, and I wholeheartedly agree with that philosophy. See, I, I, and just, but I don't think that rebuilding in the classic sense, I don't think the Eagles are really ever looking to rebuild in the classic sense. Again, like, you have Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is prime right now, and I know it can be a long prime. Quarterbacks have longer primes than other positions, but, like, you can't just throw away years. You can't just say, all right, well, we're not winning this year, especially in the NFL where you, know, you really can make a jump unexpectedly like the Niners did last season, this past season. The Eagles did from going 7-9 and nine to 2017. And, again, there are – I don't think you'll see some of the type of contracts they would have signed then. I think they will have more of a thought towards youth, towards building. But I don't, I don't think, I think rebuild is the wrong phrase. Like, I think it's the wrong word for it. I, I, and I, I don't think retool is really the right word either. Or, you know, because yeah, that's just a bobo rebuild. It's kind rebuild. of somewhere in between. <laughs> like, I think it's just, the point is, I think that they, they are still going to put a product on the field that they believe can win the division, can make a run in the playoffs. But I think they're going to do it in a way where they are not only focused on the next year or two only focused on getting the super bowl now like they want to win the super bowl they want to get there but i don't think it's going to be the same type of overarching overriding goal in every move they make i think some moves will be made towards being competitive right now and i think some moves will more be made towards more moves than the past will be made towards the next two three four years down the road and see this is i, I guess it's just why we need a definition of all these things. When I look at a team that is rebuilding, yeah, I mean it's semantics. I, really. I, I look at it as a team that I go, okay, they can be competitive, but they're there. No one believes, and I don't believe right now. If they entered into a season that they they are Super Bowl contenders, and that doesn't mean that they can't be by September, you know, because it's very unique in the NFL. This doesn't happen in Major League Baseball. Clearly, as we've been watching the Phillies, we uh, it's different than the NBA. Clearly, as we're watching the Sixers, the Flyers, all of that, that takes time. When they hear rebuild, it means long. The NFL, it doesn't mean yeah, anything. I, that, I agree. I, I think you, I think the NFL is, and we always talk about it being a week-to-week league. Yeah. It's also a year-to-year league from this yeah. perspective in that I think you really can turn your fortunes around very, very quickly yeah. in the NFL, especially when you have a guy like Carson Wentz. Like, yep. A guy like Carson Wentz, in theory, gives you a chance every single year if you put enough guys around him. Yeah. Like, but... You know, again, you do look at, like, the defense. John Ritchie said something really fascinating on the air today that I hadn't thought about at all. He said, and, you know, Fletcher Cox, you know, if you're if you're thinking of him as, like, an, he's not past his prime, but he's at the nope, end but he's of at it, that maybe. Point. You know, yep. he's like, you know, he's certainly not young. He's like, who's a young player on this defense who you feel great about? Nobody. None. And, like, I've been a big <laughs> Avante Maddox guy. Right. took a step back this year. Certainly. I mean, like, there is no young player. I mean, look, Josh Sweat took a step forward this year. We like, there's potential there. Yeah. Like, whatever. But there is not a single young player on this defense who you're like, that dude's a that dude's a guy for us. Like, exactly. that's someone I can count on to be awesome for the next five years. Like, there's no one. And that is concerning. It is. It yes. is. It is. Oh, man, we're, we're going we're gonna to have all the takes out tonight, baby. I don't think de- rebuilding the defense is as important as we make it out to be, but I agree with the playmaker part. There has to be somebody there. But this is why it is a rebuild. I mean, just think of all the things you just said. Well, that yeah. That, you I have mean, no young like- stars. You're, you're worrying about Malcolm Jenkins and, and Zach Ertz, and they're more than likely still going to be around here. But 
but I mean, the offensive coaches that have come in, the all the different changes that have happened. We're yelling to say Carson Wentz needs his own team. Get rid of these fucking guys. You know, we're this is definitely a rebuild. It's just a rebuild in the same sense of. Well, the Seahawks had to do the same thing too. They had to crush the Legion of Boom. They had to, you know, maneuver and do all those things. But they didn't. It doesn't mean that they weren't competitive. Right. Russell Wilson made them competitive. Yeah. Russell Wilson's still a better quarterback than Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz is now growing into this is my team, and now I need these young guys here. So I, it, it, just because they're rebuilding doesn't mean that they can't go turn this thing around, be 10-6, and six, make the playoffs, go on a run, maybe go win yeah, a Super Bowl, I whatever. It, I think because of, like you said, other sports, when I think the, the term rebuilding yeah. has a certain connotation to it, which I don't think is exactly what is happening with the Eagles. But I do, again... To the point I said before, I do agree that I don't think the Eagles are looking at 2020 and saying, we are going to win the Super right. Bowl this year. I think in 2018 and 2019, they did say that. Yeah, yes, and I, they I definitely think that did. that is a difference. And yep. that, again, doesn't mean that they can't. Doesn't mean that if certain guys hit, if certain things work out right, whatever. But I definitely do think that, that as Howie has, has flat out really said, is that they're thinking more about... 2021, 2022, yeah. maybe than they are about 2020. And they should be because we didn't enjoy the product over the last two years. That's all the things that we've been begging for. So, you know, it's okay. It's going to be fine. Uh, we uh, we're, we have so many things still to cover, and this is like this is still a humongous week, and God knows that there's going to be some other stuff coming out. So I think it's important that we're you're going to hear from us again on Friday because we're not going to have the radio show. Uh, we'll figure that out. Just James just got scared. Yeah, James just got scared. I don't think I can record on Friday, <laughs> but we'll figure something out. Yeah, at yeah. Some point coming out. We're going to have a, a combine review. There's still workouts to be had. There's pl- we're not going anywhere. Is, is basically what I'm telling you. But here's what I do find interesting. Want to think? I, I want to ask you if you think you've changed your mind maybe on the CBA not having any issues and the NFL and all that because now we're starting to hear. Some backlash towards I the think CBA proposal. Still, if that's what you're asking me. Okay. I know that some players made me feel better about my prediction. I think I, <laughs> I think they're still going to get it done. I would be I would be shocked if before free agency this thing isn't done. I I I'm I think this is a case where and I respect all these people that I'm about to name because I don't they know more about the business than I do. When you hear Andrew Brandt, who's phenomenal. And when you hear Joe Banner and all these other, they've all had the same take. There's no way that anybody is going to leave this on the table. That's not what the players are saying right now. I mean, you have reportedly, again, Aaron Rodgers going, we're not fucking doing that. Then you have the Pouncey twins, you know, and, and granted, it's John Gentile pen. And I was like, dude, that, <laughs> that guy wore a free Aaron Hernandez hat. And I was like, okay, bad example, but still... They have a lot of pull in, in obviously, with, with NFL players and young guys that are, and screaming, if you have issues with rent, come find us because this matters. Don't, don't just let this lie. Russell Wilson coming out and saying, yeah. this is bullshit. I don't know. I think this is different. I'm, 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 I think people are missing on this. I, I'm happily to be wrong about all this. I'd rather have football in here. Um, but I think this is one of the reasons, one, why the NFL, XFL struck when they did and all that because there is there is I still think you're going to miss games. Might not be a full uh, season now. I, I I still there, think you're going to miss I games. I think there's man. no chance. I really I know what you're saying. I get it and I've seen the players come out and stuff. Yeah. It's posturing, it's public posturing in my belief. They're trying to get the best deal that they can. I ultimately when uh, de- speaking of Andrew Brandt, he has a classic line that he always says, deadline spur action. Oh yes. I think deadline spur action. Free agency is coming up. I think they will get the deal done. I do. Interesting. I, do. Okay. I feel. I feel. I. St- I have not wavered at all. But 
I do think it's interesting that, I mean, like J.J. Watt, Russell Wilson, it's big names. It's players who matter, players whose voices matter. Speaking emphatically against it, I, I do think matters to a point, but I think ultimately when all is said and done, they will figure it out. Okay. Um, we'll keep uh, we'll keep the seltzer, what are we going to call it, the uh, worrisome if we're going to have football in 2021? Well, I'm not meter? worried. You, yeah. The, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm at zero. I'm we'll at, call uh, it. On a zero to ten meter, I'm at zero. I we'll, might be at negative two. We'll be at DEFCON five, and yeah. we're not moving up to and four like anytime a, soon. You're like at a nine. I'm at like a, well, there, I'm at, yeah, in terms of, I'm like at a seven. Okay. I'm at a seven. Yeah. I, I'm a, it was at a nine. I'm closer gone, to negative seven back. than I am to positive seven. <laughs> Right, phenomenal. Uh, anything going on in your life that we need to know about, by no, the way? No, but I, I do think, um, uh, just quickly to, to round on the draft, it yeah. is, it's fun to care about the draft again. It's awesome, it's man. It's been a while. It's like, great. It really feels like since 2016, <laughs> 2017 or whatever, it's been like, we yeah. just, like the draft hasn't meant as much, and for obvious reasons and all that, but it's really just felt like, oh, the draft, oh, you know, like, yeah. like this is... This is cool. Yeah. It feels fun to remember what it's like to care about all these guys and uh, really be invested in, in who they're going to take and what kind of a difference that's going to make and all that. I, I think that is super, super fun. Other than that, in terms of uh, what's going on in my life, no, yeah. you know, Zoe's awesome. I'm obsessed with her. She's just the best. You've got to get life insurance now. That's, yeah. a, that's fun. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's grown-up That whole stuff. process. Yeah, it's great. Super so fun. I, I noticed the other day that I just I got more excited about I've never had an electrical toothbrush in my life. Oh, good. They're the best. And I've had for years. I, I, I had it. there. It's I, great. We bought one, and I go, why have you guys been keeping this Game a secret changer. for so no long? No one has. Everyone's it feels like got it's going into a fucking dentist every yes. time I brush my teeth. Ah, uh, it's the best. But it's the best. It's, it's amazing. And it's, it's just better for your teeth. So much better yes. for your teeth. Yeah. Yes. So thanks for keeping it a secret, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what uh, rock you've been living on? Yeah. I, yeah a, a pretty big one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and just to round out uh, draft stuff there, too. I I think it's interesting that we are I, I don't think that we're gonna the Eagles are gonna come away with a wide receiver that we all eventually love that is just like this rock star superstar well, that's a at least right away it just doesn't happen like I think you need to start thinking in terms of that you have to like hope there's more hope in this process than I think there is you know I, I know the class is is deep in, in all that but I, I the way that everybody views wide receivers right now and how you judge them, and there's been a lot of smart people. Kyle Shanahan has said the same things. Howie Roseman has said the same. General managers, Bruce Arians, like there's all these really smart football people that go, I have no fucking clue what I'm going to get when I get a wide receiver. And you don't know when you're suddenly your need becomes a need that wasn't a need right before you were going into the draft. And I forget who. Oh, uh, who's the uh, Chargers general manager again? Uh, I can't, I can't, Tom Telesco. That's still? right. Tom Telesco was on with Pat McAfee uh, and was saying how they uh, ended up with Keenan Allen and going like, "All right, they had at that time, and I can't remember the roster off the top of my head, but they had three really good wide receivers. One guy turned. He was explaining one guy didn't turned out uh, wasn't that great. One guy got injured. Here comes Keenan Allen, and the the rest is history. But we obviously didn't need to take a wide receiver in the third round, but we did." You know, you take great players and you just end up figuring out. I don't think the Eagles have the ability to do that right now. That's that's something that I'm I'm very like not not a hundred percent sold on in any regard in terms of skill positions. There's something wrong that they're missing in that building. I don't know what it is. I think it's more development more than anything else. Uh, but I, I think a lot of this starts with missing on on what that that's a process that yeah. I hopefully they have I look, changed. the evidence suggests you know? that I, that's why I, like I've been 
kind of with Elliot saying like, just get someone who at least I know he can, can right. outrun people. You right. know, like I, if if nothing else, I know you can tell him to go and he'll outrun the guy yeah. who's covering him. So that's kind of why. But I agree with you. I think like. The Eagles need to show us that they could develop wide receivers. Yes. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, and life-wise... What's going on with you? I got a mouse problem. Oh, <laughs> been there. And, I, uh, I've definitely lived at a place that had a, a mouse problem. So we don't know where they're coming in from. Ugh. We moved our garbage. You know, We moved all this other different stuff. But let me just tell you, I try to do the humane thing always. Mm-hmm. I hate... I hate hunting. I hate killing things. I, I hate. hate I, I hate stepping on a bug. Like yeah, I'm the worst. Like, like I, that. Yeah. I don't. No. I don't. No, more, no problem. Step on bugs. You know what I mean. Like, like I will. Yes. But like I. I do, I'm with you. I. My, I just my like they're just trying to look life, for food. My general life philosophy is don't kill anything. Right. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm pretty big on that. So I did the humane thing, and I got those. You know. Oh, it closes the door. You leave some in there, and then you can just you know take it out, let them out, and everybody will be happy. Well, guess what? Uh, that product no longer is valid. And never buy them because I learned that mice chew through plastic to get out of that shit immediately. And then God knows what happens in there. So and I, I had to go with the death traps. Oh, no. And, I'm, and it just makes me feel weird. And, uh, but it's working. And we've killed six. Wow. <laughs> so you're like, holy shit, when does this thing end? This has been over a power, power period of like 48 hours. So. Pray for me. I hope I that am. I don't have to call like an exterminator or like anything like that. But uh, I'm panicking right yeah. now. I think this is more uh, more frightful than like you know having your flooded basement, which I know Elliot goes with. Oh, but yeah, this yeah. is what I think about now when I'm out the house. Like, yeah. all right, what's it's been tougher. torn into? Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, that's that's tough. So pray for me is all I'm asking. Yes, uh, we will have. Uh, we are uh, in church. <laughs> a lot of a lot of different draft takes. We're so glad that. Uh, thank you again. To everyone that listens, that everyone that reviews, and we'll certainly get back into the reviews and sliding into the DMs and going to this new regular format that we absolutely love. And you guys have been a, a wonderful part of that. Um, but one person in particular. Oh, love uh, him. That is our good friend Justin from oh, Tennessee. The best. Which, uh, like, is just an amazing human being. Yeah, overall. he's a, he's a like, sweet What a person. sweet guy yeah. he is. Supported us uh, from like the jump, and now he's you know he's also a great talker. He's, he's called a phenomenal in talker. lately. And, a lot of good points, and he's funny, yeah. smart. Like he's a, he's a great dude. And as a and thank has you, the best accent he does in the world, and a lot of his pappy sayings <laughs> are just the best. They are the best. So. Uh, he was nice enough to send some homegrown stuff, yeah, buddy. some apple butter, which I claimed, some wing sauce, some uh, marshmallows for the kids. Some, mm-hmm. like, there's moonshine. There's, there's moonshine, baby. There's of great shit that he sent us. Justin, thank you so yeah, much. Man. Uh, we're divvying it up right now. I can't wait to get into it. You are the absolute man. We haven't. Uh, we have an idea of what we want to do for you because we know that uh, Justin is building Quite a man cave. Yeah, buddy. And he's split all over the, floor the place. Down right yeah. now. He's a Red Sox yeah. and an Eagles fan and Tennessee Bulls fan. Tennessee, you know what else he says today? You gotta, yeah. You gotta, uh, but, but the one thing team. we have to do is make sure that there is a Go Bird something on your wall. Ooh, I love that. So that's that's the first attack. And, and don't worry, a care package is coming back to you. So thank you guys for, you know, there's, there's a, we know there's a ton of Justins out there, but there is one only unique Justin that listens to us, and he is from Tennessee. And uh, a big shout-out to him. Make sure you're following him. It's J underscore Vols, V-O-L-S, I believe, 
That's his Vols, hotel. Vols. I yeah. yeah. He's he would say it better than I would. That, yeah. uh, but uh, such a great guy and and just a, a fantastic Eagles fan. We we go back and forth all the time in the DMs. We're talking about he's getting me in a because I, I got a little country twang thing happening over yeah, here. Yeah, there's there. I got some uh, you know quote unquote slapping. We got some <laughs> barchers, barchers, yeah. country slaps or something like that. Yeah. So. Uh, Justin, it's going to take you, a while to get me into yeah, the slapping country. We'll get there eventually. That should be our next cousin. goal. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of that, and uh, I, I, I got to look them up because I actually think I found a jam band, Ooh. a prog jam band Ooh. that you might be interested in. Ooh. And they I are. A jam band that, uh, that does pique my interest. They're coming to Philly. Now, okay. they're a little heavier than fish, but not like gross fish. They don't scream. They don't do any of that okay. stuff. But there are just some like yeah, screaming heavier is, is not my thing. Isn't that, but le special, and it's all one word. What are they called? Le special. Le I forg- special. Yeah, I forget okay. where they're from, but all they right. are. They're coming to Philly. I know they're going to Chicago. They might even. I think they're coming to Knoxville. Actually, it? Justin, if you can make the trip out there, that's my recommendation to you. If you are ever into fish, faith no more, Mister Bungle or Tool. This kind of band's for you, like it, <laughs> it, it a, uh, and jazz yeah. and all these other weird elements into cool. it. It's nothing like I've heard before, and I love every second nice. of it. I just found out about them forty-eight hours ago, nice. twenty-four hours I'll ago. Check it out. So that's from me to you, a gift from like from that. all of us. I, I'm, uh, I'm always down for new music, unless so, it's country. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'll I will force L.A. Shore Parks to record on Friday. Yeah, or I could do Saturday potentially. Or we we'll can talk. do Saturday. We'll figure it out. We we'll will, probably we'll, have. You we'll, know, we will get something else out. Here's my prediction: We are going to have an emergency podcast at some point Ooh. during this because it's got. We got to talk about it. Like rumors are, the Eagles want to trade such and such, and we're like, "Oh my fucking god, are you kidding me?" <laughs> I think that's going to happen uh, shortly here because that's what happens with the combine. So, thank you again as always. Keep the reviews coming. Uh, honestly, just keep your ears open because that's what we appreciate the most. You guys downloading this each and every time we put one out. Uh, we are dying to get back to just recording every day because that's all I want to do and talk about the Eagles. So for James Seltzer, I'm John Barchard. Thanks again to the wonderful people at Parks Casino for hosting us every single Wednesday. You can find us here every single Wednesday from 6 to 8 p.m. And we'll see you for number 176 right here. Radio.com, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Okay, bye. Go Birds! <laughs> okay, yeah. Hey, hi guys. Hey. Thanks for making it this long in the episode. I just want to tell you, I love you. Just you. Not anybody else that listens. Just you, <laughs> right, James? We just love that person right now that found this Easter egg again. Yeah, yeah. I could. I mean, all. I'm a love everyone kind of guy. Yeah, but I especially love you. Yeah, that's why. That? That's why like, you have seven wives. Particularly love you. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. I'm so glad that you found someone. Especially with Emily, who's just like open to uh, Mormonism, even though <laughs> it goes against your particular faith. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, not a big, uh, big Mormon guy, okay, but you know. you know, I got a problem with Mormons. Some of the stuff they Mormons have right, right? Seem like wonderful people. They do. And they seem like you know what? We just want to be happy and be yeah. good people. And you know yep. what? I can get down with that. John. We want to hide the alcohol uh, from the bar. Oh no, wait. Yeah, no, that's them. Mm-hmm. I remember that happening in Utah. Anyway. Yeah, uh, we're I'm gonna not going to say now. that I, you know, <laughs> don't think the story of Joseph Smith is maybe not that believable. But again, they seem like good people. That's all that matters. And for the record, I think we can all make an argument for pretty much every religion, and you can poke holes in a lot of sure. different stuff. So yeah. I'm not. It's not downplaying you. We're oh, just saying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, the Book of Mormon's a great play. Is all yes. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love South Park. What can I say? 
South Park forms my views <laughs> on most things in life. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, 